brothers and sisters, friends and comrades. This is the PRC Show. I'm your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. It is, I don't know, 80 degrees or something like that in Harrisburg. It's actually gotten a little bit cooler because it's nighttime, but it was in the 80s today. Annoying. Anyways, today on the show we have uh, Sean Rowley. We're going to talk about all the Republican candidates for president. Um, There's like 18 of them, so we're going to go through every single one of them. You're going to learn so much about them, uh, more so than you did from the Fox debate. Um, and more so than you did from the CNN debate that just occurred. We we're recording this right after the uh, right after that debate ended, which you probably didn't learn anything really. <laughs> so um, that talk is coming up with Sean shortly. And I, there were some technical issues I had where there's parts where I think I'm going to edit things out. I just didn't do it. My, my kids rolling around being annoying, and uh, whatever you'll hear it. It doesn't ruin the show. It's fun. Um, Anyways, I'm going to get to the sponsor this week. Last time we had a, the sponsor was uh, a book that I own but haven't read, um, which I'm sort of still reading a little bit. And I read a part of it. I didn't name it. And I'm going to read another part of it today. If you can guess the name of this book and email me, I will send you a copy of it. I will buy a copy. Maybe used, maybe new. I don't know. Um but this is one of the sponsors, I, and it's a book that was written a while ago. It's a classic. That's already too many hints. Okay, so here's a quote. Now, as before I hinted, I have no objection to any person's religion, be it what it may, so long as that person does not kill or insult any other person, because that other person don't believe it so. Don't believe it also. But when a man's religion becomes really fanatic when it is a positive torment to him, and, in fine, makes this earth of ours an uncomfortable intelligent, then I think it high time to take that individual aside and argue the point with him. Okay, that's a quote. You can tell me the name of that book, um, and the author, you know. Uh, email it to me at prcshow at gmail.com, or my personal email, if you know it. Okay, now the reason why I bring that quote up is because... I had a situation the other day. We're, we're going to talk about these political candidates. They're all like Christian, you know, theocrats types. You know, they're all very religious Christian. They invoke that a lot. Not so much tonight in the CNN debate, but anyways. Me and my wife were walking on a Sunday afternoon on a stroll. Had the baby. We see another lady with a baby. She has this sling with her baby in it. And she actually approaches us. We're like in the park. And she says, Oh, that's a nice stroller. I was thinking of getting that. I'm like, oh, that's a nice baby sling. So we get, we start talking. She must have been 25, 30-ish, probably late 20s, early 30s maybe. Um, and she's very friendly. Starts getting into a lot of questions. Her kid was actually born a couple days around our kid's date, before or after, I don't know. But they're about the same age. Same hospital, actually. Then she starts asking these personal questions like, are you from around here? Okay, you know what? Not really that personal. But um, but then she asked, uh, do you have support? And I'm like, oh, no, actually, none at all. Uh, we're not from here. We no family around is around here. And she's like, yeah, it can be hard. Um, and then her husband, who, I don't know, he was like, he, he arrives. He was throwing something away in a trash can or wasn't near her at the time. He comes up and... He says, you guys belong to a church. you live around here? Uh, yeah, we live up the street. They live in Mechanicsburg, or further away. Um, do you guys belong to a church? And I'm like, uh, no. But believe it or not, right before then, I was talking to my wife about, you know, it would be nice to go to a church because this particular day we're going to an art festival and um, art walk. And one of the art things was in a church. And it was really nice going in there. You see like the stained glass window, the way the light was going in on a Sunday afternoon. And you know, you, the church is like, you know, you got the sense of community. There's kids in there. It seemed nice. Now, you know, I don't believe I'm a agnostic. I'm not someone that uh, even I question Christ's existence. Um, you know, I'm not really into religion. I'm not spiritual at all. Not spiritual at all. Not into church. But I kind of was joking with kids. Like, it'd be nice to go to church. Like, you know, the smell of candles and, you know, the flower arrangements. And I don't know, just kind of be nice to do that every once in a while. Not every Sunday. You know, maybe 12 times a year. I don't know. Anyways, so I just, in pa- I sort of just mentioned it. Oh, we were talking about it. It would be kind of cool to go to church. 
but I'm not really. Well, and then the guy goes, are you interested in hearing about God's word? <laughs> and uh, I now I'm like thinking, I don't want to be mean. And here's what I should have said, thinking back on it. I should have said, well, um, not really, but, well, I don't know. What should we say to that, guys? I said, you know, I'm not really spiritual. I didn't want to say I'm not into Jesus or whatever, but I just meandered on for like like I'm doing now for several minutes. And I said, I'm not spiritual. I'm like a doubting Thomas. Even if God was like in front of me, I'd still be like, you know, this is a magic trick. I'm thinking what I should have said was, do you guys believe in dinosaurs? Because, or how old is the earth? If they would have said something ridiculous like dinosaurs aren't don't exist or they existed with man or the earth's only 6,000 years old, it would have gave me an easy out. No. Um, oh, well, I, that's kind of not my thing. But then we talked a little longer and then not really. Actually, the conversation sort of ended and we walked away. And I then start thinking, was this woman just fishing for us to join her group, her church? Or was she really just a nice person and was thinking, oh, maybe we can become friends with these people? And it upsets me to think that she was just doing it to try to recruit me to her church. Now, my wife thinks that's what she's trying to do, asking all the personal questions. Where do you live? Do you have any support? What church do you belong to? You know, um, and, you know, they, they were actually meeting there because there was a they were going to preach Jesus's word or something like that, God's word. In like five minutes, they were having to be meeting in the park to have a little Jesus talk or something. I just feel a little bad and like I was being used, but I also feel bad because I wasn't, I couldn't say yes and I couldn't lie and I couldn't be, oh yeah, we go to church. I don't know. I have conflicting views about it. Anyways, we'll talk more about that later. We're going to get to this talk with Sean and we're going to have a musical break in a minute. And this is actually a song that I wrote um, I was trying to make a more lighthearted song. I wanted to write a song actually combining the ideas of Donald Trump and, and uh, I was going to have lyrics, Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, but that didn't turn out. So there's no lyrics to this, but um, it is a song I wrote. I'm happy with the drums, the bass, and the like. The keyboard part. The guitar is a little boring. Um, I call it movie election because it sounds basically like this song should be in a suspense film. Uh, I need to fix up the guitars. I don't know. It's a little too... Dark sounding. Here you go.
Okay, I got Sean Riley here, and we're going to talk about the 2016 presidential elections. Election, I guess it's just one election. But, well, there's more than one because there's a primary, right? Right. And um, I heard on the radio the other day a Republican strategist say that they have an embarrassment of riches with candidates as opposed to 2012. Um, right. Oh, that was just a box that fell over by my roommate. Uh, my roommate's name is Elron Tubbard today. Um, anyways, um, so there's a lot of candidates out there, and we're gonna. This is gonna be an encyclopedic um, episode where you're. After you listen to this episode, you're gonna have no questions about any of these candidates. You're gonna know everything about them. <laughs> I hope I, so. Well, you're the expert, Sean, so you're going to help us. I, I mean, I know a scant amount of information about them, but Sean's going to explain everything about these candidates. We're going to know everything about them. You're going to have all the information you need to know about uh, maybe even both parties. Maybe we'll get into the Democrats. We'll see. Um, okay, so, Sean, <laughs> so you do know all the candidates' names, right? I could give it a try. Okay, go forward. We're doing Republicans now, right? Republicans now, yes. Okay, so... Um Let's see, we got Jeb Bush. That's right. Bobby Jindal. Yes. Scott Walker. Yes. Mike Huckabee. Yes. Rick Santorum. Yes. Uh, Ted Cruz. Yes. Uh, Carly Fiorina. Yes. Uh, ben Carson. Yes. Uh, Jim Gilmore. Yes. Uh, Rick Perry. Yes. Um, let's see, trying to... Uh, Let's see. Uh, Marco Rubio. Yep. Rand Paul. Yes. Uh, Chris Christie. Yes. Uh, how many did I name there? Um, who? I thought you were counting. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's two, a couple you didn't name. Oh. Um. All right. Well. I'll, um. I thought you knew all of them. Well, well, it's hard. It was hard to keep. Did I say Jim Gilmore? You did say Jim Gilmore. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's hard to keep like 17 names or whatever. And um, what? By the way, that banging is just uh, my roommate. He's working on a construction project, so I apologize. Well, so I guess there's there's kind of George Pataki. Oh, George Pataki. Yeah, he's he's way down at the bottom. There, he doesn't have a chance. There's another one that's very strange. I've never heard of this person. He was the former IRS commissioner. Former IRS commissioner. God, I mean, you Who, should know this. All right. Well, I don't. I don't even think Mark he, Everson. Oh, I don't. I haven't even heard of that one. This encyclopedic, encyclopedic uh, episode is not... Uh, well, I don't even think he's like he's come up on the radar of anyone. He must have just filed papers. All right. Mr. Tubbard, hold on a second. Yeah, we just... You know, this, this is interrupting the show, buddy, so we're going to have to put this... There we go. Okay. Anyways, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, not like that's gonna be any better, I guess. But oh, uh, and of course I, of course I didn't name the front runner Donald Trump. Oh, Donald right, Trump. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, that, that was too obvious. Yeah, we to know. Name. We know. Um, yeah. So you did get uh, Lindsey Graham. You said right. him to. Did I? Yeah, I, might, I forget yeah. if I did. Okay. So let's go through these. Um, and uh, with Jeb oh, and Bush. Oh, John Kasich. John Kasich. Yeah, of course. John Kasich. Yeah. So with some of these, we know a lot, like Jeb Bush. Um, is that somebody you think we should vote for? You would know a lot about him being that he was your governor, right, for a period of time? Or were you not Yeah, he was the governor in Florida from 1990. He was elected in 1998 and served until 2006. So he obviously got elected twice. He did. Yeah. A, and when people say he did a good job down there? Yeah, I, th I think he's – I want to say he's the only Republican ever to be reelected in Florida. So I think that's the case. So, so he's got electability. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, people really like him for some reason, but like he he was very very conservative in Florida. Um, the thing I know about him is he really went after Terry Schiavo's husband that wanted him to pull the cord. Right. And right. He intervened. Yeah. yeah he, to preserve the life of um, her. Correct. Correct. So yeah, he was definitely in the the big social social conservative crowd. So when Terry Schiavo's uh, husband wanted to end uh, pull the plug because she was basically a vegetable. He had the courts try to intervene to prevent that um, because Terry Shiva's parents were very religious and, and yeah. wanted to prevent her from being um, from having her life ended. So, but yeah, I mean, he was very uh, he really cut taxes and ended affirmative action. Um, How did he end affirmative action? 
in like state univer uh, state universities, oh, okay. and so um, minority enrollment really went down. Any after labor that. issues that he had? I mean, other than probably the, the cutting taxes probably hurt funding for. Oh um, well, yeah. Well, I think he was generally. Um, I mean, he was generally very anti-labor union. Uh, Texas or Florida became a right-to-work state, which it is now. So, oh, it wasn't you, before. I don't. I'm not exactly sure when that happened, okay. but I, I think he, I think he signed that into law. I could be wrong. So but he I, he did win twice. Um, he's obviously uh, the son of uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Right. Right. George and, Herbert Walker Bush. And his son was just elected. How come he never got any flack for having two middle names? Herbert Walker Bush? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, That's a bit pretentious, don't you think? Well I, get, um, well, I guess when you're a Bush, yeah. you can <laughs> yeah. do anything. Son? That's my son, who's also my roommate. Do you have anything you need to add? No, um, okay. no but he's someone I would not vote for. Okay, so he's awful. Let's... Yeah, I mean, we don't need another Bush. So, but we have another candidate. Let's talk about this guy, Ben Carson. And he, what he's known for is he's a neurosurgeon. Got to be smart to do that. Right. You know, neuro, brain, neurology, surgeon. Yeah, that's a I lot th- of money. I think his big And he's is, an author. He's written some right. books. You ever go to the grocery store? He has books in there about like making America great and stuff like that. Hey, why not? Let's give him a chance. What is he known for as well? Well, I think his big shtick is the social conservative being very um, anti-abortion and anti-gay marriage. Dressing it, conservatively, too. Yes. Don't want to, you know, in the, tuck your shirt in. In the Republican debate, he said he wanted to base the taxation system on God. Oh, what so does that, that mean? So that it should be a tithing system where everyone pays 10%. So he wants to make the federal income tax system exactly like the church tithing system. A little bit everyone of – so kind of like 10%. a – yeah, a little bit of uh, – theocracy type of thing yes yes he's a, he is a definitely a, a christian conservative who wants yeah. to base policy on the bible it doesn't uh, seem like yeah. uh Buppy likes that idea or maybe he does i don't know uh, he's crying about it to some degree well right. yeah and, and does he have any other positions that you know do we know of is he uh what does he think of gay marriage or well he's very anti-gay marriage that was that's been one of his major <laughs> sticking points oh no just, he, buddy, you need to get it together. What do you think he thinks of, um, now a big issue for me and my son is paternity leave, paid paternity leave. Do you think he supports that? Do we know? I, I'm pretty certain he'd be against that because he'd say it's up to um, businesses to make well, their own decision business, about Most what, businesses don't provide paid paternity leave. Well, I, pre- I mean, I'm pretty certain across, almost across the board, all the Republican candidates would oppose paid mandatory paid paternity well we'll get into all the candidates but i'm I'm not sure that's true um so i don't know is is he somebody that we that could would be he's black guy you know that's kind of interesting yeah we haven't had um well we have i guess we have a black president now but that'd be two in a row maybe that's we should do that yeah i i don't think he stands much of a chance he's doing pretty well in the polls right now but i think that's just because he's never held elective office before out of his many books that you've read which one is your favorite um, I haven't read any of his books, unfortunately. Hold on a second. Let me see. Is this on pause? No. Oh. Well, I might pause it, but. So yeah, there's kind of like three three tiers of Republican candidates. One is the like establishment realistic candidates, and one are kind of the the people who have embraced the craziness kind of candidates and then there's people kind of in the in between those two so you've never read gifted hands the ben carson story no have you ever read america the beautiful rediscovering what made this nation great nope have you read think big unleashing your potential for excellence ben no. carson i read the forward to it but then stopped there okay well how, how was that um there was just a lot of acknowledgments so i kind of just stopped yeah how about take the risk, learning to identify, choose, and live with acceptable risk? Nope. How about one vote, make your voice heard? Nope, never read that. And this is one from uh, the year 2000. It's called The Big Picture. No, no, didn't read that one either. Have you? Have you read any of them? No, I haven't. Um, he did have a VHS video in 1992 called Gifted Hands, which I guess that is the... 
Okay, that's interesting. Gifted Hands was the the, the movie before the book. So the book, well, the movie was so good that they made a book of it because the book came out in '96. Oh, one but that's of those a lot novelization of things. Yeah, that's a lot of books this guy's written. So yeah. you know, he, well, he also writes it with Candy Carson. So Candy Carson's probably his his I'm wife, guessing, significant other, or maybe a grandmother, daughter. Um, who knows? Um, so do do you recommend voting for him? No. Okay, Chris Christie. Chris Christie is the governor. We got sixteen more of these to go. What? What? Okay. Um, we know him as the governor. He had the whole thing when the the uh, the governor of Jersey, then the Sandy Hurricane Sandy came, and he he said, gave uh, Obama a hug. He gave Obama and a hug. Got, got a lot of flack for that. Well, Did I think, he give? Why? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people I'm on the right hugs. wing. It was right before the 2012 election, and a lot of Republicans were upset of him that uh, upset with him that he was making nice with Obama right before the election, and they thought that was helping Obama. So a lot of people on the far right really really dislike him. Okay. Just because he gave him a hug. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm, I like hugs. I wish my hug... I got hugged more. I try to give my son hugs, as I always say. You, know, you always get a hug from me. Right. So um, he was a U.S. attorney in New Jersey, and he claimed... In the Republican debate, he claimed that he was appointed on September 10th, 2001, but that turned out to be incorrect... He actually was appointed later than that. For why would why would he say that? Well, I think just for effect, I guess. Yeah. Well, it made an effect, I guess, on some people. He's doing pretty well, right? No, no. I think he's actually doing pretty bad. He's he's really down in the polls, and I think the base doesn't really like him. I don't think he has much of a chance. He's pro-choice, right? No, no. The only candidate that's pro-choice is Pataki. Oh. Okay. So, but he then he had the highway scandal. Right, he had Bridgegate. Bridgegate, and he did something just to screw over. But who knows? Did he really do anything? Wasn't that his staffers? Well, we I, we don't know that, but he he's a lot of people think he should be held accountable for it, regardless yeah. if, it was, if it was the people. But he's a two-time elected governor. Yeah, yeah, so he is. Him, him like Bush, I mean, maybe he's got the electability factor. Right, well, Bridgegate happened after he was his second election. Mm-hmm. So if he was... If the voters had known about that, he might not have won re-election. And, you know, I want to talk about something that's a little bit controversial. And we like to be sensitive on this show. But a lot of people talk about his weight as an issue, which I don't think we should make that an issue. But don't you think that's, you know, we can't have uh, an overweight president? Right. Well, realistically, it's definitely going to come up. In you the can't have a president so. with a beard, even. Right. I mean, people want... People want a candidate that's relatively attractive looking, so I, I think that I think that would definitely be an issue. And what about beards and mustaches? Why can't we have that? Oh, I think you could have that. Abraham Lincoln had a beard, but that's because he was ugly and he had to cover his face, up, wasn't it? Or <laughs> well, he looked young or something, so he had to. I don't know. I, I think you could have a president with a beard. Well, Paul seems to disagree, but who knows what's going on in his brain right now? Um. Hold on one second. Okay, listen, buddy. Listen here. You're going to have to go go over there and play with a toy or something. Okay. All right. Yeah, sorry. I mean, if you want to change. Oh, wait. Is it still on? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to let him win. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, policy-wise, I mean, he's uh, for eco- – he, he has a problem with economic inequality or anything like that. I mean, he wants to – No, not really. What do you think I he know. thinks of, um, again, paternity leave, maternity leave, paid time off? Well, I think generally he's against it in terms of it being mandatory. I know he had a, he had a really bad relationship with the teachers' unions in New Jersey. Um, so, I mean, he's generally been for cutting pensions, getting rid of teachers' tenure, um, getting rid of m- mandatory regulations um, that tend to favor workers. So, But I don't think he has much of a chance. I think he's doing really bad. Okay, next one we have is um, a guy that I find fascinating. He looks like uh, Eugene McCarthy, and his name is Ted Cruz. Okay, Ted Cruz is a kind of a one, probably the most extreme member of the U.S. Senate. Well, he's principled though. He's he's a guy that's gonna he's gonna do what he says. You know what I mean? He's gonna go out there and fight the fight. Right. Well, right? he's definitely good at getting a lot of publicity for himself. I. He was the main architect of the government shutdown a couple years ago. 
Uh, and I think he's planning a new government shutdown this year over Planned, Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. Yeah. Yes, yes. And why? And the Planned Parenthood thing was they're, they're supposedly profiting off of um, fetal tissue, um, but really the way it works is some women agree to have the fetus um, turned over to, for medical research, and right. there's some fees involved, and basically. You know, cost money to store these things and send them over, and that's kind of what the deal is. Right. right. Realistically, it's not really an issue. It's right. just being made an issue for political purposes. Yeah. Um, but his major issue is what? I mean, he wants to go back to. Uh, well, I don't even know what his thing is. Well, his his main issue is cutting Go government spending and taxes. Club like for growth be. person. Right. Right. But also, but also, he's a he's a social. Kind of a cultural warrior too. I know his dad is. Well, I a, consider myself a cultural warrior. I mean, I go to the museums. I'm into culture. I fight for it. Right. Well, I mean, he's a he's a cultural religious fundamentalist. His dad is like an evangelical preacher, and he kind of really grew up as a. Isn't he Canadian though? Fund. Well, I think his dad was actually. I think he was born in Canada, but I want to say his father, his parents came from Cuba. So. Um, he's Where's kind of his birth certificate? And why isn't people asking questions about that? You know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I mean, he's not a real native born then, right? So you can't. Well, I think if even president. if he was born on Canadian soil, I want to say that constitutionally, if both your parents were American citizens, oh right, then you, you can be yeah. you're considered native. Born. Then I'm fine with that. Give him. Get, he should have his shot then. <laughs> right. I guess uh, Buppy doesn't think so. No. Good lord. Oh, you know what he, this kid right here, you know what he wants to do? What? He, he wants to touch, if people can't see this, he wants to touch a, uh, what the hell do you call that? A shelf? An end uh, table? Yeah. He wants to open up this drawer and he can't do it. He's six months old, what are you going to do? All right, um, what, what is he right now? He's senator from Texas. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, he was and what did he do before that? Wasn't he a staffer for somebody? Well, he was the Solicitor General of Texas before he was in the U.S. Senate. He clerked for William Rehnquist, Rehnquist on the U.S. Supreme right, Court. Right, um, right. And I know he's argued some cases before the U.S. Supreme Court as Solicitor is there General. Any, do you think he agrees with um, paid uh, paternity leave? I would, I would be shocked if he did. I don't think he's spoken to that issue directly but i'm pretty certain he'd be and he's a it. he's very christian so he's against uh i mean just because you're christian doesn't mean you're against homosexual stuff like well that. yeah well he's definitely he sponsored legislation in the congress um to uh limit access to same-sex marriage if do Wait, you want me to explain what that yeah, legislation would do limit one, access okay one uh, one other piece, before the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage nation nationwide, he sponsored uh, legislation which said that the federal government would only recognize your same-sex marriage if you lived in a state that also provided for same-sex marriage. Oh, okay. So uh, another piece of legislation he's promoting is called the Freedom um, First Amendment Defense Act, and what that would do – would that would basically say that government officials who have a objection to same-sex marriage could opt out of participating in um, officiating. Like we don't have to follow the laws because we disagree with it. Right. Like let's say someone who works for the Social Security Administration said, oh, I, w I don't want to process these benefits. Someone else, another employee would have to come in and, and process it for them. You would have an accommodation to... Kind of like what's you know, going on right now in... Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's exactly... So under that legislation, that county clerk would be able to say... Yeah, and oh, right I'm now there's a county clerk that. that's not issuing marriage, marriage license because, I don't know, she doesn't want to for some reason. Right, she has a religious objection to it. Religious and she says God's authority prevents her from being able to issue the marriage license. Does she really say God's authority? Yes. Yes, she did. There's video of her in the clerk's office, and the, the same-sex couple went in and said, you know, the Supreme Court denied your, your request for a, an order preventing you from issuing the licenses, so you have to issue the licenses. And she said, I'm not doing it. And they said, under what authority? And she said, under God's authority. <laughs> Those were her well, exact words. Well, you know, some people think – and some people – a lot of the listeners of this show would say – there's man's law, and then there's God's law. Right. And, you know, when you go up to St. Peter's Gates, 
Is that what that's called again? Something like that. It's the gates of St. Peter. Or he's at the gates. There's <laughs> gates up there, and St. Peter runs the place. But yeah, but this clerk has been divorced three times, so she's on her fourth. How do you know that? I, that's a fact. That's Let's a, not that. get into mudslinging. <laughs> I mean, just because. And she's a Democrat. Well, so she's really ruined the institution of marriage right. more than. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because you know, when you're married, you're supposed to be married. I don't think when I got married, I did like the eternity thing because, like, if there is a heaven, I mean, I love my wife and everything like that, and she's not really around, but. Um, I'd be open to like marrying someone else in heaven because what if there's somebody like that was died in like the 1300s that we just had a better we rapport just, with? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You're I mean, like, yeah, your soulmate could have been born opposed, a thousand years ago. Exactly, and I'm not opposed to staying married to her, but let's just <laughs> reevaluate once we get up there if such a place even exists. Right, and I mean it'd be, it'd be fun if it does. Let's hope it does. Um, okay, so uh, oh come on, buddy, get it together. Okay. All right. So we're going to say Ted Cruz maybe maybe isn't the best one either. Um, but for the part – oh, what's going on? Why is that – hello, hello? Okay. I'm going to have to edit that out. <clears throat> for the party, though, he, he might be good. No, I don't think – he has a pretty bad relationship with – the leadership of his own party because he's such a self-promoter. He recently called Mitch McConnell, who's a leader of the Senate, a liar on the floor of the Senate, which caused a big uh, stir in the party. But basically, he's just kind of a grabbing attention right. for himself. Okay, Mark Everson. He's a former IRS commissioner. You know, that's that's an important commissioner. I don't know anything about All him. All right, we'll skip him. No one's ever heard of him. Do you want us to talk about Mark Everson? Come on, buddy. I'll tell you what, having an infant sometimes is a real pain in the butt. All right. Okay. Okay, then we got Carly Fiorina. Fiorina. You know what? There's two eyes in that name, and they're three letters apart. That's always hard for me to say. Yeah, she's F-I-O-R-I-N-A. the... F-I-O-R-I-N-A. All right, we're going to take a time out here for a second. Carly Fiorina. Yeah, she's the former head of Hewlett Packard. So that makes her a good candidate for president. No, probably not. The uh, The only time she's had an election was when she ran against Barbara Boxer for the Senate in California, and she lost pretty decisively. But she's definitely like very pro-corporate, getting rid of uh, uh, taxes for, on the wealthy, very trickle-down economics-oriented candidate. Mm-hmm. Economics would probably be her big stick, the way that social issues are Ben Carson's. Big. Yeah, I heard her on the radio, and somebody talked, asked about a sick day policy, or you know, uh, I think even you know, parental leave, and she was just like, "Let the market, let let private companies do you know do that." Right, that would definitely be her. Yeah, um, I wonder. Does she, I wonder if she has a position on the social. Well, I think she's. I think she's an, generally anti-abortion, and I think she generally opposes same-sex marriage, but that wouldn't be a big focus of her as yeah. president. I don't think she really cares about those issues. And she's been rising in the polls, maybe, you know. She, right. She's shooting for a VP, maybe, VP spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I She did very well in the first debate. They did – she was in the, like, kids' table debate, mm-hmm. and – Apparently, she really dominated that, and so she's been moving on. Do you predict her to be a VP candidate? That's what it sounds like you're basically saying. She'd be one of the 
she'd be on the short list, I would think. Would, is she on your sh- short list to vote for her? No. Okay. No. How about Jim Gilmore, former Virginia governor? I don't know anything about him. He was a former governor of Virginia, and he's also the former head of the uh, Republican National Committee. And I know he governed generally as a as a social conser- social and economic conservative. He was the governor when September 11th happened. He was the governor of Virginia. But beyond that, I really don't know much. He doesn't have any shot at all, and I really don't know much about him. Okay. Uh, Lindsey Graham, which I always find a little bit interesting when a man's name is I, – I don't believe in gender. Let me just put that out there. I think anybody can be named anything. In fact, sometimes I call my son Abigail just to change it up. And sometimes when I'm in the store, people be like, oh, your daughter's so beautiful. And I just say, yes, she is. I just go with it because she wears um, sometimes like pastel colors because we didn't know the gender. Anyways, Lindsay, Lindsey Graham, um, South Carolina, one of the most conservative states Right. He's uh, actually maybe a little more moderate than you would think coming from South Carolina. His his big focus is foreign policy. He wants to go to war. He wants to send troops back into Iraq and Syria. <laughs> He's definitely like a major hawk. I know John McCain is really helping him out, supporting him somewhat. Um, so his his main focus is foreign policy. But he, uh, I don't think he has much of a chance let's go, at all. Let's go get those SOBs. Right, you know? right. Yeah, that's his big like focus. A, like a patent. General Patton, remember right. that guy? I mean, you don't remember him because you weren't born, but well, I saw the movie. Yeah, and so kind of like that. He was a tough. You know, you didn't you didn't mess with him. And you know what? My name. You know what? Thinking about this, his name's Lindsay. Right. Kind of a feminine name, a little bit. How do you counter that? You come across as a hawk. You come across as a strong man. You know. Right. Don't call me a woman. But right. Well, he's know. a little more. He's a little more moderate, willing to cooperate on Democrats with things like immigrations and judicial nominations and things like that but i don't i don't think he has much of a chance he's never been married which would be an issue oh, in the uh oh yeah you need to have a wingman well not a wingman but a wing woman or however they say it because that says you're gay basically and you can't have a homosexual right well yeah but there's been like a lot of rumors swirling about lindsey graham for a long time about maybe, him being gay maybe he just has a lot of liaisons with women too. Does he have a girlfriend? No, I don't think so. Well, if your name is Lindsay, I don't want to get into that stereotyping. But another stereotype name that could be a woman is Bobby, Bobby Jindal. Yep, yeah, he's a he was a Louisiana governor of Louisiana. He was a Rhodes Scholar. You know what? If, let me just say interrupt. When I heard him announce he for the president, I was laying in bed listening to NPR, and this is what you hear. My name is Bobby Jindal, and I'm running for president. And I thought, that is a dead-on Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Don't you think he sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog? A little bit. Okay. I'm not just making that up, though. That's a thing. Right. Yeah. So um, I hate to make fun of people's voices because I – no, I don't really hate it. People make fun of my voice sometimes maybe, but um, I don't know. He he, – look at Katrina. That's his fault, pretty much, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he, not really, he, it happened on his watch. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get those barriers up. He didn't really handle that well. Right, right. That's a that's a really good point. Well, actually, <laughs> to be honest, he wasn't the governor at that time. He was a member of Congress. But Oh, okay. Well, that, so you um, can't blame him for that. But anyway, so yeah, he's, he's very conservative. He's been really um, pushing this whole religious liberty issue. Religious of, liberty? Like, those, like a revolutionary war? Like a... Puritans. Well, well, there's this whole movement in the Republican Party saying that you know Christians are are being persecuted for their faith because they're not allowed to opt out of what? things like. So he's been really big on this whole, like I talked about before, people being able to opt out of things for religious reasons, like businesses with contracept being required to provide contraception. Oh, or, that's religious liberty. Or like okay. uh, non-discrimination laws. I shouldn't have to follow non-discrimination laws if. Hiring someone would go against my faith. That I mean, kind of do thing. people think that's like a real like? Is that a pressing issue? Well, it's a, it's a good wedge issue for people to um, to try to get. I mean, he's kind of desperate. He's down at one or two percent of the polls, so he's really desperate to get some kind of gimmick that will get people paying attention to him. Who do you like better? Which one do you like better, Mike Huckabee or I Heart Huckabees? 
Probably I, I Heart Huckabees. Yeah, Although, I, lo- I, I thought that movie was pretty good. I mean, I never saw it, but <laughs> I, I, I assume anything would be preferable really, to Mike I, Huckabee. I highly recommend that film. It's uh, funny and a little bit uh, philosophical, goofy. Who knows if it even makes sense. But does Mike Huckabee make sense? No, no, he doesn't make sense at all. He was, he's, he was a governor of Arkansas, very strong social conservative. He recently said that he might use want to use federal troops to stop abortions from being performed. Um, he said he wouldn't recognize the Supreme Court's decision on same-sex federal marriage. Federal troops? What, what do you mean? Like, uh, in what context? Would well, the- he believes that you can invoke the, the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution to say that The all Civil War, the, one of the, the... The Equal Protection Clause, the one of the, ant- yeah, uh, the amendments c- passed after the Civil, Civil War. Civil War, yeah. To say that, oh, personhood, right? That that discriminated against unborn persons is discrimination under the U.S. Constitution. So he can that would give him authority in his mind to stop abortions. Oh, God, so that's pretty. Yeah. So he's pretty. He's pretty crazy. Um, he he said about he's been campaigning very hard to stop the Iran nuclear deal. He said that. Obama's marching Israelis to the the door of the oven. Oh yeah, inflammatory. So, yeah, rhetoric, just, just yeah. very yeah, very inflammatory. Well, let me just say about extreme. personhood because living with an infant, I'll tell you this much: I don't think they're fully people at six months old because they're just they. You can't have a conversation with them. No meaningful conversation. I mean, they're certainly adorable, and that's the only reason why they they survive because they're so cute. But you know, mostly they spend most of their time when they're active, unwittingly trying to commit suicide. So you're just trying to prevent that from happening. But I mean, I wouldn't consider a six month old a full citizen. Well, or a full you know, I don't think that should even apply to to him. So f- a fetus inside the womb, um, probably not until you're like two. Right. Well, talking. then Mike Huckabee definitely wouldn't be your. Yeah, I'm not voting for him. Okay. Candidate. Then we got um, uh, who else do we got? Uh, Jim Gilmore. Did we talk about him? Oh yeah, yeah. we talked about. Oh, him. He was boring. John Kasich. Now John Kasich, governor of Ohio. Yeah. Let me. He is a guy that I'm a little bit afraid of. Um, in that debate, he definitely sounded less inflammatory, and he was like saying like he cares for the poor, and he went to a gay wedding. But uh, when he was the governor, well, he still is the governor of Ohio. He threw like tens of thousands of people off welfare. Um, He cut funding for Planned Parenthood, but I guess that helps with the, you know, Republicans. He tried to go after the public sector unions big time. Yeah, he he passed an executive order um, that actually removed – Union rights for home care workers, the people that come into your home and take care of your grandpa or grandma or people that have, like, you know, paraplegics or they're disabled, those people that, you know, are underpaid. He took union rights away from them. Um, he did, he, he, because of him, like, a lot of uh, abortion clinics are closed in Ohio. Um, and he's, like, in favor of giving money to, like, well, and this has happened where they use public money to, uh, Christian schools? No, Christian um, uh, alternative pregnancy clinics where it's like, okay. you know, oh, you're pregnant and you're thinking about an abortion or adoption. Well, then come in here and pray with us and this is what you need to do. And it's like, just gives false information about what abortions yeah, like are. Giving funding to faith-based social yeah. welfare organizations yeah. that don't really work. Um, And, you know, I think he's actually kind of like an asshole too. I think he's gotten into trouble with mouthing off the police officers and stuff like that. So that might hurt him. Um, right. Yeah. I don't think he has a huge chance of getting the nomination. Sure, you're closer to the mic there, please. Oh, yes. uh, because of closer. closer. Oh, oh. Yeah, like that. I thought you were saying I was too close to the mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Medicaid expansion is going to hurt him in the Republican primaries. Well, um, that see, that's what it, it might hurt him in the primaries, but down the road it shows him as like a moderate right so if he's the nominee that's what makes him dangerous right well i i don't think there's a huge right now i don't think there's a strong likelihood of of him being the nominee i disagree we'll we'll have to return to this i think it is going to be him and but it could be george pataki no uh, george pataki i would put money on not being him not being the nominee george pataki is is the one candidate that's pro-choice 
and supports Roe versus Wade. He's oh, I think God. he's yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even register on the um polls basically. So I think he has a very very slim better than well chance. you think he's running for uh vice president cuz aren't a lot of these people going for VP? Well right, some of them I mean some of them are just running to get their name out there. They might be hoping for an appointment or a book to deal. Some, because, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people have to know they don't have any chance of actually winning anything. He might be looking for some cabinet-level appointment or or some kind of lobbyist job that he's getting his name out there. And that's really all there is about Rick that. Rick Perry, he's – this guy's – we even need Very to waste stupid. any money on or any time on him. He's a former Texas governor. He now wears a pair of glasses, so he looks a little smarter. Right. But um, Yeah, very, very unintelligent. Longest-serving Texas governor – ever which is pretty depressing because he's i mean you can just listen to him for a minute and tell he's really not okay and then very i want to get into three uh we got rand paul rick santorum scott walker donald trump and um marco rubio so i bet some of these guys are supposedly front runners or were um rand paul um what do you make of this guy i mean he's like kind of good on some issues you know he's against uh Surveillance. He's against drones. Yeah, he's against war. He's against interventionism abroad. So he's, he's more of a libertarian-minded. He's against the war on drugs to Kentucky. some degree, yeah. right? He's against abortion, right? Because he's a libertarian. No, he's pro-abortion because he's libertarian. Wrong. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Uh, I think he is maybe the only candidate who has tried to reach out to some degree to. S- minority voters but yeah. to, uh, i mean not very effectively because it's the war on drugs and yes says, incarceration police brutality yeah uh which probably drugs. hurts him with the party right right yeah i don't think he has much of a chance at all um you know he really started out very strong i think he filibustered the patriot act yeah and ever, that's good uh, yeah yeah that's good but ever since then um i don't think he's been having a lot of success in the republican base all right, buddy. Keep it quiet down there. You know what's interesting? There was a New Yorker article about him. And oh, good lord! Come on, buddy. All right. I just slapped his yams there. Maybe that'll. Now listen to what I have to say about Rand Paul. There was this article in the New Yorker, and he grew up in a New Deal style development, which he. Wherever he was from, I don't know. Texas? Texas, I don't know where well, His was. dad was a congressman from Texas. Yeah, but I think they moved around a little bit. Okay, maybe. And anyways, he really liked the development. He had a wonderful childhood. And then he ended up living in some private uh, development where it was like, you know, um, a gated community where there were these like rules about like, you know, you can't put a, lawn, a gnome on your lawn and all that stuff. And he, he thought it was like really restricting and he didn't like it. And uh, I just thought it was interesting that a man that's like a libertarian favored the, you know, New Deal government orchestrated planned community over the private sector uh, rules. Anyways, little tidbit there. Right. There's a lot of inconsistencies yeah, about him. Um, like and, you said, abortion and. And I think uh, he switched on the abortion just because of the party, basically. He probably, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't think he's going to. He, does he have money, though? Yeah, I think he does. I think he has a big name profile, so he's been able to raise money. Um, like funding for Israel is another thing where he's really switched on. Oh, he right. He was for cutting military funding, but now that he's seeking the the nomination, now he's all about funding, giving money to right. Israel. So he's changed positions on a lot of things. And what about old Santorum? We heard about him. Uh, you know, he's he was popular. You know, a couple years ago, his name is a. You know, we know that story of what it is on the internet. Um, why don't Why don't we hear from him? He was the darling of the. He was a second runner up last yeah, time. Yeah, I think he's just really past his time. He's past his prime, and people aren't paying attention to him anymore. There are so many social conservatives in the race this year that there's a lot of newer faces that people are paying but attention to. But he's coming up as news. a populist in economics. Right, he wants to raise minimum wage, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, it's. He's kind of all over the place. I know he has this supposedly he has this big plan to bring back manufacturing jobs, but I think that's mainly his main shtick there is to try to lower lower corporate intra, uh, corporate taxes 
as a way of bringing back manufacturing jobs. So he, he has a populist agenda, but it's mainly just corporate cutting policy. taxes. Yeah, cut taxes. Um, oh, good Lord. Come on, son. Okay. Then we have uh, Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, and Scott Walker. And these are kind of like what I consider front runners. I was originally afraid of uh, Marco Rubio. Well, I guess I'm tipping my hand of who I'm going to vote for. Um, but uh, I think he's like a kind of charismatic, likable guy type of thing. But yeah, he young, young, young Hispanic. He doesn't seem to be doing as well. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not catching fire. Social I, I think, conservative, right? Well, I think he would be doing better if Trump were not in the race. I th- Trump is really getting all the attention. So a lot of the up and coming candidates who would be getting more attention, that's just they're getting. And what's Rubio shrifted. all about? I mean, he's a Cuban. Ethnically right. Cuban. Yeah, I mean, he's very. Um, he's just kind of pretty much a standard conservative Republican. He tried to do immigration reform though, and then it screwed him. That's right, right. Him. So yeah, I think he kind of learned his lesson that you never moderate with any on anything or cooperate with the Democrats on anything because now he's not doing that. He was elected. He, but that'll help him in the general election because he could say, "Look, I tried. You know, I I fought my party on that." Right. I think he might be. He might be a vice presidential prospect too i think he'd be a very prominent vice presidential pick if he doesn't get the nomination basically funded by some uh his political career there's a good new york times piece a couple weeks ago that this uh used car salesman guy um listen bup get it together yeah i mean um, almost every candidate has a patron a billionaire yeah, patron right. who is giving them scott money. walker now, why isn't this guy doing better? Boring. He's a snoozathon. Is that the deal? Well, he was doing very well until, again, Donald Trump really started picking up steam. Like, he was way ahead in Iowa. He was the number one candidate there because his state borders Iowa, and he, uh, he lived in Iowa for a time. But, and uh, he has name recognition. So there's a name recognition. But right. he's not that charismatic, right? And he's kind no, of like – No, people – I mean, people really love him on the right because of the whole – Fight in the unions. Fight with the unions and the recall, which he survived, the, the recall. But he's kind of – and he's hated in his state right now. I mean he's got really low approval rating. Um, he uh, – isn't he sort of like an empty vessel type of guy where he's just like, oh, the Koch brothers want to do this. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. I mean he doesn't seem to be – Yeah, pretty much. He's pretty much a tool. I mean almost all of them that are governors are despised in their own states. Yeah. Like Christie's really unpopular in New Jersey and Jindal's really unpopular in Louisiana. And he's unpopular. So I mean, should we vote for? Um, do we think he's going to go anywhere? The Walker? Uh, no, I, I think. Well, he, he still has a chance, but he's not. He's not looking as good as he was. All a right, couple let's talk ago. about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, someone's a lot of people's hero. He went after the Club for Growth the other day. Um, he went after Megyn Kelly, which right. Is, uh, he's all over the place. No question about it. Um, he was. Pro-choice and pro-universal uh, health care and, and pro-gay rights. He, he kind of is still pro-gay rights a little bit. Um, so he's kind of all over Does the place. A, so he's pro-gay marriage? Well, you No, know, he's opposed to gay marriage, but he's basically saying, look, it's a done deal. It's a done issue. There's no point in talking about this anymore is his kind of um, – he's kind of like the maybe the George Wallace candidate of our time, kind of playing on white – Fear and, and resentment about immigrants. Right, and he's like a white. And, he's like a white nationalist. Right, right. Do so, you, how far? I mean, I, I thought I would have thought this would have fizzled out by now. No, well, it just goes to the kind of stupidity of the the Republican Party base. Things keep happening where if it happened to another candidate, they would have fallen apart. Like saying they had no respect for John McCain as a prisoner of right. war and those kind of things. But he just comes back. He kind of just hits back harder. Like it's like he just, okay, fine, whatever. I right, don't... yeah. I mean, and people like the fact that he just says whatever the hell he wants to and is he going to be the nominee? No, I don't think so. Uh, um somebody said a while back that the per- the, the person's going to be the nominee is the one with the most money and right now that's Jeb Bush. Now, that was a couple weeks ago. Right, but Donald Trump can sell fund though. Yeah. He doesn't need a super PAC I doubt or anything. he would do that though. Oh, I, oh, I bet he would. Cuz what? I mean, I'd bet he spent a billion dollars of his own money on I don't think he has a billion. Oh, I bet he does. I think it's like I think he's worth like 250. That's only a quarter of a billion. What oh, I I think you might have just made that no, figure I, uh, up. Oh, you heard that? I, no, I saw it somewhere. Okay. 
Well, he, I mean, he, he has and a. And if you factor in like his like companies and stuff like that, it could be higher. But then he'd have to, like sell them. And, right. You know. Well, well, also he'll be able to fundraise too. I mean, he's raising money. It's not just going to be his just his money. Okay, so who's it going to be? I think. I think. Let's just do Jeb, the top. Th- who's going to be the top three? I would. I think it's going to be the top three are going to be Jeb Bush, Kasich, and Trump. Or or maybe Rubio. I I might throw Rubio in there. You're, I th- you're saying Walker's done then? Um. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's was kind of a flash in the pan. I mean, I feel like Jeb Bush is kind of doing the Romney, the Romney laying tour, low. laying low. He has enough money to stay in the race a, a long period of time and let other candidates just kind of kill each other off. Um, so I mean, remember at this point in the in the in the race four years ago, Herman Cain was riding high yeah. and Rick Perry. So I think Jeb Bush kind of has the money and the and the power to kind of just lay low and and, and just all you got to do is like right win. You know, New Hampshire and then South Carolina or wherever, however that goes. Like Iowa's not even important, right? Right, not real. I mean, very few people have won. Like Pat Robertson won Iowa back in 1988. So yeah, I mean, it's Did not. Did he die yet? No, no, he's still. Yeah, he's, he's still around. around. Yeah. I wonder who he supports, because he's got to be. He's one of the ones that's probably saying we have an embarrassment of riches with all these like Bible thumpers. Probably he. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of gone off the deep end at this point. I don't know. I don't know who he's gonna. What's wrong with having a Bible thumper in though, Sean? I mean, honestly, don't well, you want someone that's God fearing? No, not really. Why is that? that well, I want someone who's going to not look to biblical law to base policy on. Because, I mean, I don't think whenever you base policy on a particular religious doctrine, it doesn't turn out very well. Can you give one example of that? Like I mean, ISIS. What? ISIS. There you go, comparing the Republicans to ISIS, just like Hillary Clinton. Well, she might have a point there. Well, you you just asked for an example of when, when do things go wrong when you base policy on religion. But, like, say, for example, the tithing thing, 10%. It is a little bit arbitrary. Yeah, and it doesn't factor in that some people's wealth is, you know. Right. So, yeah. All right, so we're going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be Kasich is going to, it's going to be Kasich and Bush and Trump. Those will be the top three. And who knows? I think that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Do we, have, do we want to even talk about the Democrats? It's going to be Clinton. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll, all right, we'll leave that for another time. All right. All right. show like us on facebook at facebook.com slash prc show or follow us on tumblr at prcshow.tumblr.com all of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com slash prc show your host is paul robert cooley jr technological consultant sound design host curation and music production is also by paul robert cooley emotional support brought to you by the roommates of salvador and kate g executive producers josh ferris all labors donated thanks for listening